Amen. Praise the Lord. San Bonana, good morning, everybody. How are you this morning? First Sunday of the month, you know the usual. We're very grateful to be here, but this today is a, if you don't mind me saying, a very special edition for us. I'm so excited and so grateful today because we've got uh, people who are here as our honored guests because I thought it's correct and it's only right for us to show our gratitude to them and their families for having been part and parcel of the journey of this church. And uh, as I said last week, unfortunately, the 7 o'clock service, we're not able to tell everything and say everything. And also because this service is screened on Soweto TV, we have to kind of uh, adapt the way we say what we say. So we can't say it all. We can't tell the entire story as we would like to Kaseveni. However, canine, we attempt to do so. And I thought I should just ask the people who have visited with us, whom we are going to be honoring at 7 o'clock. They are here. Baba Ngata, Habaka, Emma, just as a group, all of them. I'd like you to see them. Can they all stand? Can they all stand? Give them a big hand, please, Bazalon. Give them a very, very, very big hand. We want to thank you all, Bahesu, for being here. Uh, the family Tole, we want to thank you for being here. Uh, thank you. Uh, Prof. Lizis Plantina at the back there. I don't know how the video looks like, but I think you probably are going to be somewhere in the video. And so we just want to thank you for being part and parcel of this journey. And I tell many people that like this by Jesu is because of the contribution you've all made and in this journey. We just want to say, may God bless you, may God bless your families, may God bless your children, may God bless your grandchildren and your great grandchildren. May we are actually busy now uh, doing the entire history Certainly, you will be part of that journey and part of that history. And we just want to thank you. I want you to hear me say thank you, not someone else saying it on my behalf. And so we want to thank you all and appreciate you all. And I'll be going into more details in the next service. But God bless everyone of you. Can you give them a big hand, please, everybody? Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Amen. All right. Uh, okay, Bazana, we're going to be watching the, 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 the video for a while. There's a short clip, Eric Shabang, which will be part of the service of what people are going to be seeing on Soweto TV. And then I'm going to come back to talk about our theme for the month and what we're going to talk about to, uh, this month. God bless. You, you watch. It was in 1980 when I had a, a dream, I dreamt of not having gone to church and my father sent me to go and buy a newspaper. Now we bought a newspaper next to a place uh, uh, or the wall of Mavis Wall and the Chabalala uh, shops. So as I was going there, I began to see the doors of Mavis Wall open and there was this white man was wearing a beige uh, jacket and he had another man with a navy blue uh, jacket interpreting for him. Being in that uh, November of 1980, I didn't take light to it and so forth. I thought it was just a dream. But then came one day in February of 1981 that I didn't go to church. My father sent me and I went, as I was buying the newspaper, I saw exactly what I saw in the dream unfold. It was on the 4th of September, 1983, when I was assigned to lead this church and hands were laid on me. I wanna show you the documents that were signed to that effect there's three of them. These are the minutes of the meeting 
in which there was a resolution that was made where a quorum was constituted following the meeting yeah reverend andre knutze myself miss idana knutze and esther swakulo and that reverend andre knutze resigned as pastor of rema bible church soweto this church was rema bible church soweto when it started and then we have the the documents of the people who are resigning and the new people who are coming in at the bottom there the late jerry lechella Mr. Daniel Zuma, the late Fanuel Sono, and the late Mrs. Esther Swokolo. And that was the new board that came in. And it was on this day that then they gave me the assets of the church. <laughs> One electronic typewriter, portable typewriter, yeah, multi-pro, Rema Bible Church letterheads, four offering buckets, one communion tablecloth, one communion nets, two bread plates, wine goblets, say two, 20 Davy blue cloths and jackets on behalf of ushers and sales for the book account and financial books. Not the money, so it's the books that we got. And I received that on that day. By the grace of God, I must say, and I'm saying this to encourage you, Barcelona, what God starts in your life, he will sustain. He will maintain. Amen. I was 22 years old when I became pastor of this church. And I've done it now for 39 years by the grace of God. Sasi konza na mfundisi utebe hadi. Ene the church ibebe ina abandaba nini kune music group. Ite upasa sono sebe nigile ama pepa kuti gube huyo ozoba pasta. Yase Soetu O Pastor Tebehadi Bahambage Na Boke the music group Bayo Vulale E Olanu Kwa Gugu Pastor Musa Sono E Umfundisi That's where everything started Gemaji Washiega Nabantu Abai 35 We were 35 Pagati Gwenkonzo one Sunday afternoon, we were having a service. And then people came thinking that uh, the place is on fire, you know. And then I remember that And then when they realized, no, there's no thing, there's nothing going on. People are just praying, but, oh, hey, they're keeping tooth. But it was something like that, you know. Grace Bible Church in 1985, while we were still uh, fellowshipping at St. Primary School. As I was coming to church Sundays, I said to God, Bona, I am not going to be that kind of a Christian who sit and be a chairwoman. I wanted to serve. And I said, Daddy, I really want to serve. I prayed. And I believe God answered my prayers then. I was approached to be responsible for the intercessory prayer. And I thought, this I won't be able to do. I was so scared in the beginning. But you know what? I was reminded of Psalms 32, verses 8. The Bible says there, I will instruct you. I will teach you in a way that you should go. I will counsel you. You who want to learn, my eyes will be upon you. And I said, God, are you real? Is this you? Let's go for it. I came to know Grace Bible Church through a friend of mine. Her name is Mary Mkonto. We used to attend Youth Alive together as teenagers, and she invited me to come to Grace Bible Church um, in 1984. At that time, Grace Bible Church was holding its services at the Church of the Holy Ghost. And what really kept me and uh, drew me even much more closer to Grace Bible Church at the time was the teaching of God's Word. Uh, it was taught with so much clarity and practicality and such that one could relate to the Scriptures as the living Scriptures. And uh, that's why I ended up serving in the church and serving as a counselor. Consistency, faithfulness, loyalty, 
and serving wholeheartedly. For me, those are the nuggets of truth that I've learned. And even as I reflect over the 40 years of Grace Bible Church, those are 40 years um, of significance to me. Wow. Hey, I think the more we tell the story is the more we realize that there's a lot more that we need to tell. We're so grateful. Some of the people, Bale Babonin, there on the video, they'll be here in the next service in person. Some are already here already. But we just want to thank you all by his way. And Robert Lau, also, just to recognize this, Loretta, I'm sorry, I didn't see you. But one point in her direction, so I'm telling them, Mole, ever to Matlas, as I'm 62, as I'm 20 years, as I focus. I said, Loretta, please, let's just welcome Sis Loretta. She was the leader of Yarnaya Music Group, actually. Thank you so much, Sis Loretta. Thanks for being here. And in the next service, actually, the former music group, some of the members who are still around are going to be playing for us. They're going to be doing some songs for us in the next service. So it's an advert for you to be in the next service. You see, this one. But uh, this month, we want to talk about growth. Remember, we said the next three years, we're focusing on what? man. We're focusing on what? Grace and gratitude. Okay, let's say it together. It's what? Grace, growth, and gratitude. This is what we're going to focus on the next three years, starting this year. I really felt led of the Lord that we will focus on these three themes and reflect on them. We'll teach on them. We'll see how God has brought us through in line with that. We'll learn from those principles. Today, in particular, I want to focus mostly on the laws of the harvest when it comes to growth. The laws of the harvest. We'll continue on this in the next service where we're going to focus on that and talk about the law of firsts. Our main text is Genesis 8, verse 22. Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. It reads, While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will not cease. Right? So as long as the earth is there, We'll always have seed time and harvest. It will always be cold like it is today. And then summertime will come. Then we'll always have day. We will always have night. That will never stop. The New English translation reads, while the earth continues to exist, planting time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will not cease. The Message Bible says, for as long as the earth lasts, planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, will never stop. Genesis 8, as you all know, covers the story of the, of the Ark of Noah. In this particular instance where we're reading and from the verses we're reading, is talking, God is talking to Noah after the drying off of the waters. The floods had destroyed the entire earth. Noah and his family, together with the animals, some of the animals, I should say, and some of the birds had been spared by God. When he exited the ark, together with his family, verse 20 tells us, Noah built an altar unto the Lord, and he offered burnt offerings at the altar. And it says, when God smelled that sweet aroma, he said to himself, I will never again cast the ground because of the human race. Even though everything they think and imagine is bent towards evil from childhood, but I will never again destroy the entire earth through floods. Now, though floods do come on earth, we do know certain places like what's tropical now, what has happened in KZN, but we don't see the entire earth necessarily being destroyed by floods. But the floods that came, we note what happened at that time 
they interrupted the normal cycle of the seasons of the year because we know that rain is supposed to come at a certain time. But God said that's not going to be repeated where in the entire earth is going to be destroyed through water. Then God then established these seasons. God established these times. God said for as long as the earth remains, this is what's going to happen. In other words, God is telling us the earth is going to operate on certain principles. The earth is going to operate on certain laws. But the earth at the same time is going to have a certain rhythm to it. Life has a rhythm to it. Things have a rhythm to them. There are times when you go through a season where things are not so great. But then you go through a season when things are great. There's times when you understand what's going on. At times you don't understand what is going on. There's times when you work very hard. You don't see the fruit of what you're doing. But it's seed time. But then harvest time does come. And these are laws that God has established on the earth. A law of nature or a principle of nature is something that came before everything else. In other words, when we came into the world, we found the law there. We found the principle there. Disregarding the principle will result in shipwreck. As happens when a ship ignores the warnings of the lighthouse. I think something that's topical right now is the sinking of the Titan submersible. In fact, it's the implosion of it. Sure, you've been seeing that on the news. How, you know, this uh, submersible imploded. And people are drawing parallels between this submersible that imploded now on the 18th of, on the, and the 28th of June and the Titanic that sank on the 15th of April, 1912. We are told that the captain did receive warnings, even through facts, that there was an iceberg ahead, there was, it was bad weather, and he was told not to continue sailing. But he threw caution to the wind, he went ahead and sailed, ignored the warnings that came from the lighthouse, and it resulted in the shipwreck. And now we see, several years later, this catastrophic implosion of the Titan that happens. Ignoring principles and ignoring laws will always have bad results. And God has established the earth on that, that if we don't understand that the earth operates on laws and principles and it has a rhythm to them, and if we don't, if we ignore that rhythm and if we ignore those principles, we will pay a heavy price. But on the other hand, Working with the laws, working with the principles, understanding the laws will bring a lot of blessing in your life. Can I hear an amen? amen. So we know that these laws, as we said, they operate in a rhythmic manner in the same way nature operates in a rhythmic manner. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 to 3, if you would please, let's read that together. It says, to everything there is a season. Everything there's a season. I mean, I look at these uh, videos here, you know, and, uh, and in fact, uh, I won't tell you who it is, right? But when, when I, when, you know, because of television, I have to do a bit of uh, uh, powdering. Uh, no, man, this young girl is laughing at me, makeup, you know, this, and, and I tell them, Abba, it's a makeup. Don't, 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 skeletons are makeup such that I look young. Just, just be true to my age. Yeah, just a little bit, Jenna, just for television. But you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. Uh, she made a comment. I won't tell you her name. But last week she made a comment after the service. She said, Yo, Bishop, but it's life, isn't it? There's time, ladies, there's time. There's time But life has a rhythm to it. And the problem is when you, are, when you miss the timing, when you're offline and when you do the wrong thing at the wrong time, or when you don't know how to do what's right, when it's the right time to do what you should be doing. So it says everything, there's a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die. A time to plant, a time to pluck up that which is planted, 
a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up. So we know that with Noah, God reaffirms the rhythm of days, the rhythm of weeks and seasons. He says this rhythm will continue for as, the, as long as the earth exists. So we note that in this rhythm, there is what we call seed time and harvest time. Planting time and harvesting time. In other words, life as we look at it is simply a journey of sowing and reaping. That's life. In life, we sow and we reap as a result. You know, sometimes people, why things turn out the way they turn out in their life. Now, let's exclude unfortunate circumstances wherein you didn't have anything to do with them. All right? There are things, say, Lord, we are born in them. There's very little we can do about what we find ourselves born in, but there's a lot we can do about the outcome of the future. So even if you find yourself having been born in unfortunate circumstances, it's still up to you how you employ the principles and the rules uh, of, of planting and, and reaping. So in other words, constantly in life, every day, we are unceasingly sowing, and as a result, we are reaping everything. Note Galatians 6, when Paul writes on this, and he gives a warning to the Christians in Galatia. In verse 7, it says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever, 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 a man soweth, he will also reap. I tell you, that verse is big. Whatever. So it just tells us that all of life, it's sowing and reaping. All of life, he's sowing and reaping. And it says, remember, whatever it is, whatever it is that you sow, it says that, that, you'll also reap. So, so, you know, people want to act like, ha, kanjan. We know when we sowed what was wrong. Yeah. Tell your neighbors, cut the markets, neighbor. Mm-hmm. Note verse 8. For the one who sows to his own flesh shall from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit shall from the spirit reap eternal life. Now, this concept of sowing and reaping, as you've already noted, We shouldn't only look at it in the negative sense, but we should also look at it in the positive sense. We know in the negative consequences that follow sinful actions where we made foolish choices and the harvest as a result was negative. But these principles also work in the positive and that's what I want to focus about. When we do what's right, there's a promise from God that a blessing for sowing what is right will follow your life. And so Paul, in addressing these Christians in Galatia, he encourages them. He says, don't be weary in well-doing. Don't get tired in sowing what's right. Don't, don't get tired of doing what's right. It may look like it's not working now. It may seem like it's not better results. He says, Mara, in due season, you will reap. If you faint not. Can I hear an amen? Can I hear an amen? He said, listen, don't don't worry. God God cannot be mocked. He says, stop saying it's not important for you to do what's right. Don't listen to people who tell you to sow the wrong seeds. Sow the right seeds. They will germinate. He's saying, The mockera is the one who turns his nose up at God, ridicules God, ignores God, sneers at God, and says, I'll do this and I'll get away with it. Paul says, no, they're not going to get away with it. You're not going to get away with it. So, here is the principle. We sow in our lives through actions, right? We sow through words, words we speak. We sow through attitudes. We sow through thoughts. What do I mean? Whatever you put in your mind, whatever you feed your mind on, you can't feed your mind on garbage 
and expect to have a, a clean mind or good thoughts. It's not going to happen. You can't feed on stuff on social media or on Google. You can't go to X-rated sites and expect to have a pure mind. It's not going to happen. We sow through decisions. You can't make the wrong decisions and expect life to have good outcomes. Never happen. Never happen. All of life is about sowing and reaping. And I, need to, I think we need to say this. From the top of the mountains in this era we live in, because we're living in a time where the generations are, people are such that in the world today, they don't want to take responsibility for their actions. People want to feel entitled. They want what's right. But they don't want to do what's right to get what is right, if you catch my drift. I know that's not good English, but I'm just trying to explain. We sow through associations. We sow through obedience and disobedience. So there are several laws of the harvest. There are seven of them. Today I probably will talk about law number one. Maybe law number two if time allows. All right? Paul says whatever a man sows, that shall he reap. So what laws do we learn? Here's the first law. Law number one. We reap in a different season than we sow. All right? We reap in a different season than we sow. The harvest never comes immediately. <laughs> so sometimes when people do wrong things, they thought they get away, they'll get away with it. <laughs> the harvest never comes immediately after planting. In the same way when you make the right decisions, you may not see the fruit at that time. Yeah. You can go through a very long time of doing what's right. Right? And seeing other people who cut corners get ahead of you in life. You were looking at them enviously, maybe, wondering how come not only that, wondering why they're doing all the wrong things. Mara, they have all the things. Mara, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. Whatever you sow, that's what you're going to reap. It may not come up that time. All right? So it's important for us. The harvest never comes immediately. There are seasons to life where harvest doesn't come immediately. We do know this. Plants don't grow overnight. And, you know, this is the problem to us as human beings. We, we want to look at, like John Maxwell says, people look at success as an event. You know, he says, he says no, success is not an event. Success is not just what just happened to you. You know, when you see somebody, Asale Kai Kai, we say, we, we congratulate you for your success. You know, when you're graduating, everybody says, we congratulate you on your success. But the truth is this. On that day, I'll graduate. That's not when you became successful. You became successful when you enrolled. That's when you, when you enrolled, you put yourself on a journey of success. When you enrolled. Now we, we, we recognize you on the day. But remember, now graduate, it's either four years later, five years later, whatever. And many hours of study, lots of things that have gone in there. On the day where we just shake your hand and say, we just make one line. Mara, one line, <laughs> And unfortunately, many people don't want to learn this. And it's kind of, and I know that the world changes. There's easier ways in which things are done. And, you know, you can post something on the internet and you can be a success overnight. Or you can make a lot of money overnight if people, you have many likes. And many people click on, and they like you, and you become an influencer. How many influencers do we have here in the church? Can I see it? <laughs> These days, you really don't have to work hard. But, you know, the, the, but the problem is that success that's gained like that is problematic. Because you find the person doesn't have character. Or they don't have the capacity to sustain. 
So you see it sometimes with people, they do just one album and it goes platinum. And then they get all the money and then, and then two years later, about my program here, I blew it. <laughs> Why did they blow it? Because they never developed, they never grew into They never grew into having all those resources. It just fell on them. So when they got it all, they didn't have character. They didn't have a way of having restraint. Athletes don't become strong overnight or proficient in one week. Right? Sometimes you see it when you go to the gym. I've not been going to the gym for a long time, but those of you who go to the gym, you see it with some people who want instant results. This this guy Next. And he has there his supplements. And not didn't talk the bottle. He thinks that person there who's got all these muscles, they gained that overnight. It didn't happen overnight. Children aren't born overnight. It, it goes through, naturally, should be nine months. At least 20 months, I'm a dog for how long? Seven months? Six months? Can a five-month-old who's born at five months survive now? Even with current, with the, as the advancement of medical science, only born at five months, now. 24 weeks. How many months is that? Six months, yeah. So even, if, even with the current advancement in medicine, if you are born before six months, you came in too early. Wisdom is not gained overnight. You, you, you don't gain wisdom overnight. Everything has what Galatians 6, 9 calls due season. There will always be a passing of time between planting and harvest. You know, the story of Hannah in 1 Samuel chapter 1 illustrates this point. It says in 1 Samuel 1.20, it came about in due time after Hannah had conceived that she gave birth to a son and she named him Samuel, saying, because I've asked him of the Lord. When you look at the story of Hannah, we see the story of a woman who prayed persistently. As she prayed even the prophet missed it. Almost discouraged this woman or Marawena Utamo all the time. How can you come to the house of God drunk as you are? She wasn't drunk. She was praying. Even the man of God. Huh? Major one. Discourages the poor woman. And what does she say to Major One? <laughs> a Major One born, and I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a woman of a bitter spirit. Don't discard. If it was others, you would have stopped going to the temple. But this woman keeps going. She keeps going. She keeps going. And refusing to be discouraged, bringing a petition before the Lord. Finally, not, not only is she blessed with a child, but she's blessed with a child that God uses. Sometimes things that we get from struggle become more precious. Oh. I'm not saying we must struggle. I'm saying sometimes you place more value on that which comes in your life through long seasons of seed time and working hard. Hannah was blessed with a child. Others may have attributed it to luck. But they never made a connection between the blessing and the many years of her sowing in prayer. Sowing the right decision. Psalms 145 verse 15 says, The eyes of all look to you and you do, you do give them their food in due time. God gives us food in due time. And so, when we have things happen in our lives, we should always remember that seed time and harvest does work. However, on the other hand, 
Sometimes bad things happen in lives and we get shocked. And we forget about the wrong decisions that we make. Remember, we don't reap in the same season. In Luke 18, Jesus gives this parable of this person who prayed, in the words of Jesus, prayed a prayer where they never lost heart. And Jesus is saying, even in prayer, you may not get the fruit of your prayer at that time, but don't lose heart. Psalms 127 verse 13 and 14, it says, I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Verse 14, wait for the Lord. Hallelujah. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. So we need to understand that harvest does come. It will come finally. And even when harvest comes, note, it may come in a progressive manner. Somebody calls it the law of progression. There will always be the first signs. In the next service, we're going to talk about that. The years of the firsts. The first signs. In other words, it's a process where things come into fruition. But they only come into fruition because we continue working the principle. In the same way, you continue going to the gym, you continue sticking to the diet, you continue studying, you continue praying, you continue reading the Bible. You are not going to see the results the same day. Mara, one day is one day like Rachel Mosowet. In Matthew, rather Mark chapter 4, verse 26, Jesus teaches this famous parable of the the sower who sowed seeds. And he uses that as a background through which he explains these powerful principles of the kingdom of God. And if you go through Mark 4, Jesus shows how God's kingdom works. But then in verse 26, he explains something important. He says, and so is the kingdom of God as if a man should throw seed into the ground and he should sleep and rise night and day and the seed should spring up and grow up. He doesn't know how. Now note what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying, remember, seeds have been pre-programmed that when you plant them, they'll start growing. You don't have to tell them to grow, they'll grow. So, like we said, we sow seeds through words, actions, thoughts, right? So, whatever we sow, it starts growing. And then he says, day and night, in other words, after we have sown, we go to bed, we sleep, we've forgotten about what we've sown, but what we've sown hasn't forgotten that it's been sown. What is being sown is working in the background. So, there are things then that come back and catch up with us. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, as you as a whole, you know, you know, Bible, Lord, how whole, I know. Drink more water, rest, sleep enough, do this. You know, when you are young, you don't care. You party the whole night, you drink fizzy drinks, you no coke the whole day, you no everything. You don't care. Come on now, I don't know why I'm standing this side. I don't know why I'm standing this side. So you don't care. You don't care. You don't care. Right? You get an injury, you don't get it checked. Well, you are young. I mean, you are who I am. Ooh. And then when you reach a certain age, you have an untrained. Yeah, yeah, boy. Can you get a revelation? You thought it's gone. <laughs> you thought it has dissipated and evaporated. Mara, no, Yona, as you go to bed, as you sleep and rise, Yona, yahu, lakada. One day, haure, wamakala, you're not well. How you got doctor, doctor, hey, or whatever, you've been affected. And then now check out, Mara, no, no, kukukakur. I can't say why I came, I'm going to go to Coca-Cola. That says me, I'm going to go to Coca-Cola. So it says he goes to bed night and day. The seed springs up. He doesn't know how. 
But even when it springs up, note the next verse, verse 29. He says, no, verse 28. The earth brings forth fruit of herself. First, somebody say first. first. Say it again. First, first what? The blade. Then the ear. After that, note Bazalana. Success is progressive. There's always the firsts. That's what we're going to talk about, can I not look? The summer most tata. Yeah. You, you are, you've started a church, but you're in a classroom. And there's only 34 people. I had my sister, 35, 34, one less. 34 people. Mara. It's a church. It's just that it's a small church. Oh, 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 oh you can my first car. <laughs> no, man. I had two first cars. One was a VW. In early, uh, uh, Libitsang Kana. Libitsang, Volkswagen, whatever. Luxburg. It wasn't that nice, though. Can I leave it on that model? Beetle, yeah. It wasn't as a beautiful beetle, mother. It, you're not in a service. The, 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 the plane number, the plate number was GY. It was from, in a gift, like you from Kokian, in a GY. And I had that car. And then I also was given another car. Uh, it was a, a risky Kabuang model, mother. It was a car. <laughs> 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 and I, I, I found out later in a, in a, in a, it had holes the body had holes so I left it the moment you have to <laughs> somebody say first yeah first yeah but it's a car you know you you need a miracle for it to start. I start telling you, you need a miracle for it to stop. <laughs> it's that car that makes you become a prayer warrior. <laughs> Somebody say first. <laughs> first. But no, it was alone. Even when you are there, you've started. Yeah. Yeah. Even better, how psychology or nakoloi eo. It might be kudula mamu kuku marok salayo kuaka. Yeah, kuaka. Oh yeah, I might be staying in one room. Marakiaka. Oh, kuchona afoda rente yate. Yeah. The other person might not be staying more, 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 very often the, the principles learned at this stage become the foundation of your life. Very often there are certain principles, Barcelona, that last you through a lifetime. Let me share with you. Learning to be a disciplined person can improve on that. It only gets more. Because if you become disciplined, that discipline will extend to other areas as you grow into them. If you become a disciplined person, just disciplined in reading the Bible, praying every day, that discipline will extend. When you have a business, you'll be disciplined. When you get a lot of money, you'll be disciplined. When you start being famous, you'll be disciplined. When you get exposed to more resources, you'll be disciplined. So that principle of discipline that you learned in your years of the firsts. 
becomes what carries you through life. Oh, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. If you learn to be frugal and make your money stretch and live within your means and never try to impress anybody and cut your cloth to size as per what you have. If you learn to handle money, even if you call a 20 rand, if you learn to live from that 20 rand and you don't get yourself into debt and you don't steal, you don't cheat, you don't lie, you just learn that first 20 rand First salary, I, I, I earned 120 rents. You learn to use that. Then I can tell you, when now Ohola 1,002, or 120,000, or 1.2 million, I salary on foot. On rappel, I'm going to say, But you see, the same amount, the same principle. Of first, and you learn, you learn. Life is progressive, and God wants us to be progressive. God doesn't want us to skip certain lessons. In fact, sometimes what grounds you the most is the years of struggle where you learn, where you you don't know where your next meal is going to come from. You have to make things happen. And you don't know how. You, the church has to grow. The church has to move on. And you don't know how. It forces you to learn things. You go on your knees. You'll go witnessing. You'll go do something, doing something. Simply because you learn the principles. So my prayer for us, Vazalana, is that God may be gracious to all of us. Can I hear a good amen? amen? That we learn that life operates on a rhythm. We learn that there's seed time, there's harvest time. And the goal is for us to be consistent. And that when we are handling the firsts, let's learn all the principle in that first. Because it is those principles that carry you through the rest of life. When I've looked at many ministers and read their histories, and some you know, you talk to them, Oftentimes when you ask them. You know, many people know T.D. Jakes now. But I remember years ago, years ago, we actually uh, visited his church many, many years ago. Before he was known. Before he was known. Many people know Bishop Blake. I remember we visited the church at Bishop Blake many, many years ago. It was still a small church. Many people don't know that when T.D. Jakes started preaching, they rented a, 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 a used shop. They used to preach from that shop. It's just storefront, Nevada Ramo. And that their, their, their church was quite small. I mean, there's a church called Imagine. It used to be called Rema South. You know? Many people don't know. And thank God when they built it, I know the, the founders of it, Tony Castle, his wife, uh, uh, Lorraine, has, she's passed on and Laurel, rather, has passed on. And they have a very small church, a very small church on the same property that's, that is next to this massive building that sees thousands of people. But I remember going to that church many years ago. Hey, we went into that church. I'm looking at this church and you, hey, one. You know how so far testimony they were not let's take But you believe never me conte. Mara, when you count, it's only 100 people. <laughs> and I remember looking at this church, and then that area where it is next to Mall of the South. Many of you don't know that area was like a, it's like those you know. Then Siri was not there. But if Siri was there those days, if you drove in that area, Siri would go recalculating because I mean it was there was nothing going on there. Dead area, like nobody goes there. I mean, it's like when you go in there, you're going to the ends of the earth. When, when Jesus says you must go to the ends of the earth, and it's like, it's but these are the firsts. And here they are with a small church in this place that Siri doesn't know. Who knew that years later? 
That's where God starts you. Yeah, be faithful in those times. That's where God starts you. And when God starts you there, don't complain. Don't compare yourself with someone else. That's your reality. That's where you are. Just be faithful. Continue sowing the right seeds. In Jesus' name. Someone give the Lord a big hand of praise. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we just want to thank you for your grace and your love and your mercy and your kindness that we can sow the right seeds. Help us to employ these principles in a way that will bring glory and honor to your name. Help us not to have a hurried spirit about us. We were rushing to see success and we violate all the rules in the book to try and get there. I pray that you'll encourage someone here who may be struggling, who might feel like their efforts are null and void. I pray that you'll encourage someone here who might feel like it's taking too long to see the fruit and the results. I pray that your Holy Spirit will strengthen us and encourage us in the name of the Lord Jesus. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed, please. You know, with all these things that we talk about, it starts first with knowing Christ as Savior and Lord. Knowing Jesus in our lives. You may be here, you may be invited, you may have come on your own, you may be watching on Soweto TV, you may be streaming from another church, but when you look at your life, you can say indeed, you know, my life is not pleasing before God. I want to invite Jesus in my life to be the Savior and the Lord of my, my life. Heads bowed, eyes closed. If you're here today and if you're watching wherever you are and you need prayer to give your life to Christ that he should change you and make you a child of God, I want to pray for you. Would you raise your hand right where you are, please, if you need prayer. Let me see it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for those hands. Only God is able to change us. Thank you. Thank you for those hands. Can I ask the people who raise their hands? Would you stand on your feet, please, right where you are? Can you just stand on your feet, please, if you raised your hand? Go ahead, my dear, please. Just stand on your feet. Just stand on your feet right there. Go ahead. Yeah, oh, you, you, just stand, stand, stand. Don't be afraid. Go ahead. Go ahead. If you're able to, that's right. That's the way. I saw one hand. I saw one more hand there. That's good. That's good. This is what it's about. We have to take a stand. We have to declare and say, I, I through my own will and through my own choice, I invite Jesus. I want to pray for you, all right? I'm not, I don't mean to embarrass you, but this is an important thing that you're making important step. Can you just come from where you're standing? Take your belongings, please. Don't leave your belongings behind. Come stand here. Let's pray together. Come, my dear, come. Please come.